startups that are bootstrapped, they're really businesses already. The problem is when you do that, you're most likely going to hire awesome people who are going to do awesome things. To me, that's that's maybe there's a way to just kind of start over a little bit. Hey, listener, this is Adam Beta. My name is Peter Soom, and my co-host is Matt Wensing. Matt is the founder of Summit, and I'm the founder of Reform. And on this podcast, you get to follow along on our startup journeys. Don't forget to check out our website on adabeta.fm to find our entire back catalog and other resources, including our Start Here page for new listeners. Let's go. Matt. Peter. How you doing? Uh, how's it going? Good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> How was the, uh, I know, I know you, you started the, our little casual conversation here saying you were pretty tired, but, uh, it's pretty late over there right now. Yeah. Our new, uh, we've switched back to our old evening slot. Yeah. Which today so, have- so far it worked out well cause my son got sick again. So, um, it's been a very long night and a very long day, but he's <laughs> in bed now. So I will okay. see if we get got through it. this. <laughs> Yeah, conditions aren't great, but it's all quiet right now. You're the eye of the storm. So, yeah, yes. literally right That's now great. I'm good. <laughs> Perfect. Well, then and we should record an episode. I'm glad we are doing this now. <laughs> yeah. And I have a new microphone. So, um I was actually mm. excited to record today. I hope it sounds better. Yeah. Than my old sounded good. bad microphone. Yeah, nice upgrade. This one has so many settings, so I'm not I'm definitely not confident that I've like I'm using the right settings right now. But um, I did do a little test recording before before this, so hopefully it's better than it normally is. Great, awesome. yeah. So typical and, uh, updates episode here. Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. I at least have a lot of updates. And yeah. um, before we do that, we have to mention our sponsor this month, Snapshooter, and. Uh, Simon, the founder, is giving 50% off for the first half year for anyone that signs up with our coupon code, which is out of beta, one word. And uh, we've talked about it uh, several episodes now and talked about how good it is. We're going to talk about it a little bit later in the episode as well about Snapshooter, the business. But people should sign up for Snapshooter. It's a great service. There's a free plan. And Patrick McKenzie, Patio11, did two tweet threats about it recently. One about discovering it and one about like more of a testimonial after he used it. So he's a fan and I'm a fan. So uh, no excuse not to try it out. Patio 11 out of beta. It must be good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Pope. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure who to add to the list above Patio 11, but there you go. (laughs) That's pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, Let's let's do some updates. Yeah, do you want me to go good. first, or uh... well, you you already teased the fact that you have a lot, so you should go first, and then I can think about what's going on. Okay, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> I um, we had the most weird bug, or it, it wasn't so weird to us, but it was it was a weird a weird situation to like explain to the customer this week. But mm. we basically um. We had a customer that messaged us and said, I'm trying, I have a form with one page and I'm redirecting, after the form, I'm redirecting them somewhere else. So I'm trying to make the submit button say continue. But every time I try to save it, it's not saving. Why Why won't it save? Hmm. And immediately, 
So for him, it's like, it's not working. The safe, it's not saving, it's not working. But immediately when Bjorn and I saw it, it's like, continue is like a reserved word in reform. Oh no. So it's like, I just know that it's yeah. it's related to that somehow. I'm not sure how, but I just know that it's related to that somehow. So <laughs> the sinking feeling and the sneaking suspicion that you're like, I am pretty sure I know what landmine you just said. <laughs> either we're gonna convince him to use a different word or we'll have to pay off some technical debt here. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's time for a team huddle to see which approach yep. we're gonna take first. Yep. So basically um one so we've there's a lot of decisions we've had to make for reform where we took the the one that you basically you know you take some some technical debt on but you know that it's it's just required sometimes if you want to move fast which is we had to basically Mm -hmm. so um one thing we did was when we um launched multi-page forms was that we didn't like the fact so we want to have a default label on the submit button and if you only have one page so in the in the beginning it was just send answers but it didn't make sense that every time you added a page it would say send answers so right. we wanted it to say continue and then on the last page it would say con- send answers mm-hmm. but then what if you remove a page for example the last page or if you only have one page and you then add another page. So then we would want on the first page to know, we, we don't want it to say send answers. It needs to say continue. And on the last page, we don't want it to say continue if you removed it. So it needs to say send answers instead. Anyways, yeah. so we just decided basically to make continue and send answer, send answers at basically reserved words. So we have we make the assumption that if your button is saying continue, it's because we made it say continue. And so we're allowed to change it. Oh, okay. But if you only right. have one page, <laughs> we are basic. And if you have one page and it says continue, we are basically saying there's a very good chance that you had two pages and you removed the last one. And now this one, which is saying continue, so you'd actually be saying send answers. Amazing. <laughs> so you pay, so how'd you unpaint yourself out of this corner? So the, the first thing that happened was that I, I just replied to the customers and it was late at night. So I was like, it's not, it, it's not going to be fixed like at least until tomorrow. But let me just explain <laughs> to you why it's seemingly not working. Because you definitely mm. caught us on the wrong foot here. And, yeah. and <laughs> That's amazing. I, I think people appreciate when they get an explanation like that. Yeah, I think so too. It, it, especially when it's people that are also in tech. Like they just it's like no BS. It. Just, right. yeah, exactly. Straight to the um, point. Yeah. So, and I would rather that we have we understand why it's happening than he thinks that it's just like it's buggy. <laughs> it's right, not really buggy. Yeah. Like it's just a wrong the wrong assumption we made. <laughs> Works as programmed. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's a feature, right? It's not a bug. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So um, before we actually had a fix, he added an arrow <laughs> to to his button, so it said "continue arrow," mm. and. Um, I definitely appreciated that, but um, and now people are probably going to send me support tickets about this just to troll me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I just feel like we've all been in these silly situations, and it's just oh, yeah. it was just kind of strange to have to explain that to a customer and be like, 
I know it's silly. Like, I know this is weird, but like, this is why it's happening. <laughs> yeah. If you pick literally any example. other word, it would work. <laughs> yeah. Even in any other language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One option was actually for him to add a space, but then if you saved the form again, it would sanitize it and remove the space. So if you added a space and then never touched the form again, it would work also. <laughs> so he could use like a unicor- uh, Unicode arrow or something. Probably, like yeah. a stylistic arrow and that would have worked. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's great. I-, I love that you, I love that this happened because you had to deal with a case where it was like, well, but what if the user does this? And so then you create this little patch and you think that it was like, it was genius. Until like another contradictory <laughs> yeah. like case comes along. Yeah, like, I think for oh, for like ninety nine percent of our users, it's a really nice touch that when you add a yeah. page, it kind of yeah. like tries to be clever about your submit buttons. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep. Obviously, if you changed it to something else or in a different language, we wouldn't try to change it for you. Like we wouldn't know what to sure. change it to. Yeah, well, yeah we just yeah. we made an assumption, and it in in this specific case, it was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We've all been there. Yep, but that's not the so, big news of the week. So you're, yeah, I, no. I want to get to the, I want to get to the new, the big news. I'm warming yeah. up. Whew. Okay. Yeah, I'm we uh, we launched or announced our free plan. Confetti. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, that was last week, I guess. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it's been it's been a weekend basically. It's so, yeah. Um, yeah. Not still, long. It's uh, the numbers are still coming in. Um, but yeah. yeah, we we announced our free plan. It's a huge relief to finally just make it known to the world. Yeah, you I got some traction on that tweet. I don't know how much, but I, I know I tried to help. Yeah, boost last it. time I checked, it got too. at least fifteen thousand impressions. So That's it's great. like it's it's a good tweet for me for sure. Like it's uh, it's, it's known. It's, yeah, I only get those numbers when people are helping me out, supporting me, and like <laughs> helping me <laughs> spread the word, which people were so i really appreciate that um it's always weird like i hate i hate these launch days because it's just so like you're trying to think about what you're to expect it's just an emotional roller coaster basically Mm -hmm. i i knew before this that it's not like people are just like waiting with nothing to do like just waiting to create a form as soon as i tell them to so that yeah. never happens. Um, sure. So my number one goal, which I think I set last time as well, was just to get impressions and mm-hmm. basically just kind of like imprint into people's memories that this is a, there's a free option. And if you or anyone you know needs a form, there's a free tool here that you now know and you've been thinking about trying for a while. And so, you know, just make sure that people know that. And I think... Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did a good job. Like it feels like everyone around me basically know about mm-hmm. the free plan now, which was the idea. Yeah. And just tweeting about it casually will not do that. So it has to be orchestrated and it, you have to kind of like try to line people up and you have to, you know, have the emails ready and the copy ready and it, all this stuff needs to um, happen before it's a big enough splash that it actually does the job, but I think it did like to, yeah. like, it didn't feel like it made it very far out of our own circles, which mm-hmm. I don't know if I expected, but um, mm. I, yeah. I we did get some signups where they said that they saw us in like a Facebook group, for example. 
They didn't say okay. work Facebook group, but you know, little things like that that felt like okay. So it did. Maybe you know, if it's like um, like rings in the water, maybe like one or two rings, like something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So so that's good. I feel good about the launch. I yeah. also feel good about um, the numbers. So we haven't, we actually haven't lost revenue. We've gotten more revenue from expansion than we have from people churning and downgrading. Nice. And Huge. so, so not far. very much, but still, at least like we're still in, in the green. Yeah. And the fear of some kind of mass exodus was not founded, right? It's no, like, yeah, that doesn't happen. Like, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And actually, and I tweeted uh, that as well, that my my biggest worry was not that. Like, even in theory, like, if we lost all our revenue, that's not, like, that's, I don't think that would necessarily be the end of the world because I think it's just fundamentally like a new business with the free plan. A new business hmm. model, at least not a new business, but a new business model. Sure, and, and a better one. So, and the thing that I was most worried about is: Are we going to see any usage on the free plan? Because if we spend all this time and changed our pricing and our, all the logic in the app and like all this stuff that we kind of invested into this free plan, because it's not mm-hmm. just just make it free and Stripe. Like it's that's not how it works. Yeah, um, and and we didn't get basically product market fit with the free product it it's not doing its job and it's not um it's not taking us anywhere better than where we are now correct so it's the only thing that matters is to get a lot of usage on the free plan and some really basically successful free customers because otherwise it's not doing its job as a marketing tool i think so far it's actually done a really good job as a trial tool and I think mm-hmm. that's something I didn't really expect necessarily, but that's true too. It's, been, yeah. it's really low friction to publish a form now, and right. when you do that, there are a lot of little tripwires for like upgrading to the pro plan. Right. So I right. think it's actually doing a pretty good job of like showing reform to some people that yeah. wouldn't. It's so we've got two types of free users. Most of them have been uh, users where I looked at them and thought, that's awesome. Like they would not have bought the paid plan, but they're going to use it now. And some of them have like fairly large audiences of people that would make good customers. That's the dream. Like that's what I wanted the free plan to do. But I've also seen a few um, users where the, it, it's basically a trial for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a nice side benefit. Yeah, it's a trial where they're like, okay, I don't want to have to put in my credit card info or buy to publish this thing. I'm willing to go live with some light branding that's not mine just to see it working and getting traction and then I'll pay because I want to get rid of that. Like, that's yeah. awesome. That's I think that's... This sounds like a lot healthier of a business model than what you had before. Anyway, it can breathe. Like, it feels like it has, you know, such... Uh, a lower adoption barrier for your customers or prospects that you're going to get more, just more customers, period, um, one way or another. So, yeah, I I like it a lot. The market's gigantic too. So 
um, from what I've seen you sharing, not to <laughs> steal the thunder, but like you had some people start using it, you know, on a free basis that wouldn't have used it otherwise you thought, you know, already. Yeah. That's great. And, and um, what I like about that is that I, I can think of those as mar- like more of uh, with a marketing mindset. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like affiliates or influencers or something like that. Like th- mm-hmm. so I can invest in them using the product, which I kind of like the idea of that. Mm-hmm. And and it's just easy to see how well they're doing because I'm going to just look at how many views they get in their forms. And that's too early to tell, but that's what I'm that's the thing I'm nervous about because we're getting a lot of views on our paid forms right now. If we could do that on our free forms, I just know that we could. So basically, the reason I'm nervous about it is that I know if it works out and we get a lot of usage on the free product, we have a top of our funnel. And that's why like, I don't care that much about what happens to the rest of the funnel right now because it has been working there are like things that people will pay for with a form tool. It's been working for us. It's been working mm-hmm. for a lot of other like tools, uh, form yeah. tools. So if if we could get like a massive adoption on the free product and get a lot of people to use it and get a lot of traffic as basically our top of funnel, mm-hmm. I would I know we can figure out a way to make money. Yeah, I I, I think so. You, so that, I'm actually not nervous about that at all. <laughs> I'm just you really nervous. only need to convert yeah. a tiny percentage of your free users for this to be a good business. Um, yep. Given the given how many forms are used on the internet, <laughs> you, don't, yeah. you do not need anywhere close to a significant percentage of those to be paying customers. And and you might yeah. also end up with like a whales kind of business too, where you have just a huge amount of percentage of revenue coming from a even a small percentage of your paying customers. It could be like a only 5% of users are paying customers and then out of those 5% like you know 60% plus of your revenue comes from like the top 10% of your accounts or something because mm. they just have a ton of forms and a lot of traffic and a lot of needs and it's like they have the enterprise version of forms right um yeah so they're subsidizing it for they're subsidizing all the marketing and yeah. that's great <laughs> that all works yeah. that's the dream at least the freemium Product growth dream. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. At, we've checked the box. We, we've gone through the checklist before around your business and freemium, and it feels again, it still feels like a great fit. The launch is what X days into free, and it's it's you know we're watching the rocket go up. It's all systems yeah. are still green, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing a product hunt launch, even though I don't really want to. Like, do you have I, to? I, once you I, do I one like of those, I, do you just have to keep doing them? Is that how it works? <laughs> I just feel like. That's maybe like get, they'll give us like another ring. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're creating a. Mo- I actually really like um, Muse. The Muse app um, has a podcast, um, which I think is called Muse Podcast. Anyway, they talked about launches recently, and I really like their definition of a launch. It was you're creating a moment in the mm. in the prospect's mind or user's mind. Like that's just your mm. whole job is to create a moment because we always think on our side we're like what's really new and is this a launch and does it count because of how many features and whatever and it's like if it's time to create a moment that's that's enough reason yeah. for a launch right so, like i've started like yeah. you know if i'm writing a blog post for a launch like i'll just publish it the day before or something like that like because 
sometimes I have this feeling like, oh, we need to tr to push the button and everything needs to happen at the same time. <laughs> but it's not really like that. Like it's just like when the blog post is ready, like release it and like check that everything works and like yep. if anyone like reads it or whatever and then you can tweet it and you can email it out and then you can put it on product hunt and mm -hmm. it's just uh you decide yeah, when you do what and it's kindling it's all fake and then you have these <laughs> big moments it's, it's stories it, it's not I fake mean, stories yeah i mean in, in some ways i think we've invented the word launch because advertising is kind of this dirty not exciting yeah. word but like if it was a Super Bowl commercial, would you say like, hey, we launched? Like, what do you mean you launched? Well, like in the mind of millions of new of people, you created yeah. a, a new impression or moment. That's I always call kind them of splashes. What you're doing. Yeah, that's what it's, that's I like that. Actually, I really like that. It sticks with the it sticks with the rings uh metaphor <laughs> as well. It's really good. Um yeah, yeah, I like it. So actually, like I am really bullish right now. Like I I was saying this to Bjorn yesterday, like I it's hard for me it's hard for me to see what else we could work on right now that would be, be like a bigger opportunity than kind of like taking what we have that is already working and see if mm -hmm. we can grow that. And and I, I was doing some planning in Summit yesterday hmm. and I, I, I used your um, Solve for Growth template. It's really good. Mm -hmm. I really like it. It's super simple, but it just it just helps like grasping the mm. those like yeah. five different variables you put in and yeah. and basically like with my current number of um signups that we get for reform we are at a plateau pretty much like at least very slow growth but if we could get um and i also in a spreadsheet like put in all our numbers for signups and visits and signups and trials and they're all mm -hmm. like extremely correlated which is funny that <laughs> It's, mm -hmm. it's what you expect. Like, okay, we got a lot of traffic. We got a lot of signups. We got a lot of trials. So it's all kind of correlated. Um, so I put those numbers into Summit. And what I what Summit basically told me is if we got four times as many uh, signups as we, guess, as we got like in the previous month, which was a slow month, um, and we would basically grow um, at a rate that I would want to grow at and where we would be able to like look at being profitable and not that long and and those numbers are four times what we had in the previous 30 days but only two times what we saw in january where we had a good month where we had some partnership stuff we had some stuff with sapier and stuff that worked and like mm -hmm. just thinking like if we got two times as much traffic as we got in january every month then we would be on a really good trajectory just made me realize that there's nothing else I can like work on right now or any other opportunities in my life mm -hmm. with such a clear objective. <laughs> and so it's not working super well right now in terms of growth because we're like still kind of plateaued, but with like small tweaks basically and like doubling something, like doubling something is not that hard. Right. Like we would be on a really good track. Yeah. And you've taken a huge step by having the free plan which is going to directly support that so it doesn't seem at all strange that you would not just increase the traffic because you're going to have more exposure but the number of people who come to your site who activate is going to go up yeah. because they're going to sign up for the free plan instead of dealing with credit cards and paying or trials so yeah 
Yeah. So the only thing that kind of cool. made me a bit nervous was that trials were really down this month. And I think April. it's just yeah. in April. Yeah, it just yeah. it happens. Sometimes we just get like a dry week. But hmm. at the same time, like I think it's just too early to say. And also like this will probably have shifted everything a little bit so that it might take like some time to like catch up because people mm -hmm. take maybe longer to convert because there's a free plan, which I think is totally natural. So I'm actually not that nervous about it. And I'm just pretty bullish about the opportunity we have. And, and it makes me feel like the only thing we should do right now, at least I should do is, is marketing and mm -hmm. everything that's sort of like marketing related in the product. So that's basically, uh, we're um, about to enter like our two week cool down period and then we start a new six week cycle and my objective to, objective is basically to come out of those two weeks with a marketing plan for the next three months mm. and i'm still like trying to figure out what that's going to be i think we're going to invest a lot in seo i think one thing i realized is i've been um holding back on like doing comparison pages for example because i found it difficult to like say something super tangible about how we're different from say Typeform. But mm -hmm. now there's a very big difference. Like you can use Reform for free. You can't really use Typeform for free. Well, you can, but you can only get like 10 submissions or something like that. Oh, really? Okay. Whereas we get unlimited submissions on our free plan. So it's like a really easy way that, to say how we're different. And you don't need that many of those to have a good comparison page, I think. Mm. And that's SEO related. Um, I'm also thinking a lot about integrations. One one thing I realized is we'll have to do marketing to get good for users, and and I I think for example creators, so people with large newsletters and stuff like that might be really good um, prospects basically for the free plan. Mm -hmm. So made me think like maybe we need a convert kit integration. We already have some basically influencers that are using mm -hmm. us on with convert kit stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And they really want an integration. They're asking for it. We have a wait list for it. So stuff like that. That's it's product, but it's also marketing related. It oh, yeah, also ties good. into SEO. Like you get like a guest post maybe or an announcement post or a link, just stuff like that. So it kind of ties together. Mm -hmm. And kind of speaking of ConvertKit, two of my um, <laughs> advisors have sent me um, his Nathan Barry's threat that he posted on Twitter the other day. We're going to put it in the show notes. Um, yeah. That just blew up, basically. Uh, it wasn't new to me. I've heard him talk about it on podcasts um, and on Twitter before. But he just talks about how he bootstrapped, bootstrapped ConvertKit, basically, and, and kickstarted it. It's a really fascinating his, um, history about just, like, grind, basically. Like, yeah. just one niche at a time. And then yeah. in the beginning, it was really hard, but then it got easier. And then... He grew from fifteen hundred dollars MRR to a hundred K in like with less than a year. I, I think the thing, yes, I agree with that. And actually, I wanted to sort of restudy it because I think it it hit me different in a good way than the last time I saw it. I think the thing to keep in mind is that like he did not go after. Yes, okay, he went after each specific thing, but I think the takeaway is with his kind of business and with the way it was being set up. Like each of those was a fire that he was basically starting and then he got to walk away and the fire kept going and he got to add yeah. another one and another one. So it's not like he just pushed in this direction and got some rewards and then 
pulled back and then pushed in this direction and got some wars was like he was basically starting fires in specific spots and then they all grew right so so Mm. he was growing his growth and that's why he got exponential uh growth out of it not that you know he tried some marketing over here because he did he started out by actually saying i tried these different channels and nothing seemed to be working yeah then what ended up working was oh if i can get a little fire started in this niche and then another niche he sort of learned how to create the self-sustaining growth in each of these little niches and then walk away and move on to the next one that's what i got from it at least which i think is is brilliant you know their affiliate and program is uh bonkers successful for them from what i understand yeah so um i don't know if that's something we're gonna do i'm it's something i'm thinking about at least just mm-hmm. trying i'm just throwing everything up in the air and like hope that a marketing plan emerges <laughs> within the next couple of weeks um yeah and then we launched teams today <laughs> which was um a good one to get out the door also because it's something that touches literally every corner of the app and um, Mm. someone we released it and there was one bug and before we fixed that someone actually was trying to upgrade to the paid to the paid tier that has team um, access features Mm. so he ran into that bug so (laughs) it was kind of funny someone was was waiting for it we hadn't announced it or anything but in the (laughs) 20 minutes between shipping it and fixing that bug someone was trying to upgrade nice that's that uh, pent up demand as they say yeah so we got some a bit of expansion revenue today from various people upgrading to that plan it's our 25 dollar plan it has file uploads and team access mm. it's um i expect more people to do it in the coming days as they see the little um team switcher widget in the app and where there's like a an upgrade path basically if you want to invite your team members mm. so uh perfect yeah it's all coming a together shipping, I, a lot of announcing <laughs> yeah but i think that you know your core product and figuring out the the product marketing as they call it feels like you've reached a new you've reached a new point here in the business where now like you said you could focus on you really can focus on marketing without um looking in the rear view and saying well i, I should have spent more time on x first i mean it feels like now it's just get it into more people's radar right yeah i feel really good about like if we send someone to the reform website right now kind of like the funnel they get into like there's a free there's a a public version of the form builder they can start building they can click a button to save it into an account that they can create they can Mm -hmm. publish that form and then there's a lot of little tripwires to like get on a paid plan when they're on a paid plan there are some further like upgrade options there's a volume thing as well like if they have high volume um Mm -hmm. we actually have someone now paying almost 200 dollars. they're paying 185 dollars um so they're basically paying more than 10 times our normal users just because they have a high volume it's awesome so uh, it's nice to start to see some of these these like mechanisms start to work yeah Uh, absolutely now yeah more. and whenever i email them and tell them because <laughs> it's not automated when i email them and say like um do you want me to uh, charge you an extra 50 dollars so it matches your uh, usage they're like yes please <laughs> thank you thanks for following <laughs> up on that yeah 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 they, they're just standing there with like a quadruple ice cream cone and you're like um do you want me yeah. to charge you for the fourth one that's on there 
They're like, uh, yes, yes, I'm already eating it. (laughs) Yes. Perfect, man. It's working. Yeah. So, um, as I said, stuff is happening. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So, uh, we're talking about Snapshooter this month. There is one thing about Snapshooter that I find kind of interesting because Simon is our sponsor this month. Like I've been thinking a lot about kind of like the business model and more on a strategic level. I think Snapshooter is a really common type of bootstrapped business. It was interesting to me to kind of think of it as one of the steps in Rob Walling's stair-step approach to startup Nirvana. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And he talks about, yeah, basically stair-stepping from something that is more of an add-on and with a single marketing channel, like a WordPress plugin, but I think mm-hmm. Snapshooter, even though it is a SaaS, I think it fits into this category. And then it just made me think, like, when you think when when you have a business like that, you're like basically an add-on to DigitalOcean or Notion or whatever. Should you basically stair-step within that business, or should you just kind of say, okay, I that was one step. I'll create a new business for step two because I think a lot of indie founders and I will, I'll ask Simon privately how he feels about this. If there's a sunk cost fallacy aspect to this as well, mm-hmm. because you feel like I have this business, I need that to be like branching out into other you know niches and marketing channels and stuff like that. Because I think if you have a business that comes with one marketing channel like Snapshooter does, which is DigitalOcean's mm-hmm. basically marketplace or whatever, forums, it, it's not necessarily very easy to find another marketing channel that works besides right, that. Right, yep. Now, I, this is a huge, uh, this is a way bigger topic that doesn't just apply to Snapshooter. It's really, for me, it comes down to what's your vision for the product or the company that you started and what was its purpose? So if you've satisfied that purpose by, you know, with it, what it is today, then I think trying to force it to be more than that sounds like it could be, you know, some soul searching. You might be making a mistake. Like I started this to pay these bills or to get this done and it's doing that. Like it's actually like a beautiful thing. Just let it serve its purpose, right? Yeah. So trying to turn it into something more would be a mistake. On the other hand, we start building these things and we suddenly discover that it's potentially much bigger than we realized. And that's why I like what we said previously, which was, okay, in that case, still trying to force it, which is that brand you created to be more, could be a mistake, but maybe you just want to copy paste (laughs) that business into, you know, another vertical or another space where there's another channel that makes sense. So if that channel that's working has an element that's a variable and you can just swap that part out for something else like, oh, this forms are working really well for DigitalOcean people. Is there a similar form for AWS people, Azure people, whoever? Then it sounds great. So I think those are the two questions I try to answer and obviously way outside the scope of a quick back and forth. Yeah, I think it's interesting for Snapshooter or any other indie business like that to think about maybe if it's finished or if it's done. Like this is the thing. I've built yeah. the thing. Yep. Because we never exactly. do that in business. No. It's always more, more, more. Give yourself credit, though. You might have other ideas, especially if you give yourself a break. Yeah, take some time off, see if you have more ideas. That's also a good clue, right? Because you need to work on what... I need to work on what I'm passionate about. (laughs) Yeah, and Snapshooter is a really... It feels like a really complete product. I encourage people to try it out. I hope they will. What's going on with you? I I enjoyed your recent investor update that I'm... I get get CC'd on sometimes if I'm lucky. (laughs) <laughs> well, every month, I guess now. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're in the mastermind, so I, I like to share that with you and Derek. Um, it's it's good. You know, March was an interesting month because it was it was slow business wise. Um, definitely, 
it is what it is. I did have one of the, uh, one angel investor replied and said, across this entire portfolio, all the companies he's invested in, most of them had bad marches compared to other months. And he chalks it up to like, you know, a war starting in Europe. Uh, or I don't know if it started then, but like that was definitely and should still be high in everyone's minds. Um, Special so that was one thing. Operation. Yeah, jeez. Uh, yeah. And then uh, spring break and, uh, which a lot of people take, et cetera. So like just things were just off. I mean, for us, they were definitely off. We had, you know, a number of dry weeks. And frankly, I wasn't even, I wasn't even tweeting that much for a while there because like I was heads down on products um, on my own trip. And so just uh, March was slow, but April is not. Uh, but what we did do in March, we just shipped a lot of products and we made a lot of improvements. Um, some foundational stuff got announced and April's feeling really good. So we have, uh, we're in the thick of it, updating the marketing site. Obviously haven't updated it yet, but we're in the, you know, in the thick of it in terms of the project work to get it updated. Um, we're working with uh, the agency. We have daily, st- uh, daily standups every day, except for Friday. And then we usually have one or two, you know, hour, two hour meetings a week to do the heavy lifting, like the actual creative collaboration work about, you know, what do we like? What do we not like? Customer messaging, value proposition, like all this really meaty stuff, which Ryan and I can talk about, but it just feels so good to have somebody else pulling us into that space, that headspace, and saying, you're just going to think about positioning and the value proposition and the messaging for an hour and a half. And we're going to be here to guide you through that. And we're going to give you our feedback and they're not just quiet partners, but to be pulled into that headspace and have to think through that, get to think through that for a while. is like, so it's huge. It like creates focus. Um, and so that's really exciting. We, man, we are, we're going to unveil this and I think it's going to be, I shared it in the investor update already, which, you know, I, curious i guess it resonated at least okay with you you didn't say anything that you didn't say anything negative but we had I uh, I made a joke oh yeah yeah that's right I, I but we did have some uh responses that just said like this seems like a really rich positioning this resonates with me and ryan and i just i loved like it. i joke cool. but i loved it <laughs> okay good that's good good to hear it, it just felt like yeah this is what summit is you know which is like it's been such a struggle to figure out like what it is and to feel, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what really was exciting um, this week was telling Ryan, you know, first, like, I think this is what it is. He's like, oh my gosh, how did we not see this at this point? And it's just words. It's literally just words, but coming up with the right words to put on it that, that do two things at the same time. One, make it crystal clear to people when you would actually use this but at the same time not exclude any of the potential that's that's the hardest thing is like of course i could come up with like a thousand specific ways to describe summit but 999 of those i feel like are excluding you know just the vast majority of of things because i probably came up with something that was like use case specific in order mm. to make in order to make it concrete for you. I was like, oh, you would use Summit when you're building a 
a runway for your startup and like that was like one of the first things we did but like that's such a tiny it's a good market a good little market but it's like such a tiny little niche compared to all that summit all that we want summit to be and so to figure out a positioning where we're like yeah we can plant our flag there and that is the size that that's the space we want to be in and we can grow into it and we're not lying about being able to plant a flag there now you know it really it really is that now and it's going to be grow into that uh huge relief man huge relief so that feels even more important than like a slightly slow march from a sales standpoint because it means we can finally hopefully communicate with the people that are going to love summit you know what it is and why they're going to love it and that's like my favorite part of the week what i heard in that or read in that investor update is it 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 helps communicate what it is to potential users um but it also it also feels like something that could really guide you you like your direction when you are building the product mm. so it kind of goes both ways because it's like it it makes it very obvious like what features are important maybe and what are not. like so it's it has like a almost like a vision component or a mission component but it also has some like really strong positioning but it also has some like hints at the product what yeah. the product needs to do totally and yeah so it, i i really loved it i yeah. i'm excited for you guys to sharing share that i really with i really appreciate that yeah it's it's totally true like we we're now looking at certain parts of the product and going yeah that edge is kind of rough like that's kind of sticking out or you know why why don't we rename that this and it just gives you guide rails for for what's there you can kind of say like that doesn't quite fit let's sand it down let's polish it um and you can just kind of fill out that whole shape so that it you know when people get into it they're like this is that you know and (laughs) funny enough like it even comes down to we're choosing a we're choosing a typeface for the new website and rather than just reach for enter or one of like the most popular ones which is what we did with the current site we now have somebody external to us who spending like an hour to a week just thinking about what font to use and apparently has like quite a bit of experience with typography but once you kind of know what the positioning is when you look at a font you're like that one doesn't make me think of this you know but this one does and it could be just the little things of like you know when i see this font it looks more technical and our positioning is more or less technical so i think you're right it, it's um it's a little brand is what we're trying to establish in short ter- you know a short way of saying it and it's really exciting i'm so excited yeah. for summit to have spaces what, oh no sorry i've i spoiled <laughs> it now yeah yeah right <laughs> we're, we're that's right it's uh, everyone actually, needs a clubhouse feature it's an, it's an audio chat company is what we're actually <laughs> working on we didn't know it but yeah. now we know it um yeah, so that that was that's big, and we're really, really uh, relieved and excited to to have kind of stumbled across this like, how did we not see this all along, um, sort of thing. And then the other uh, thing that's going on. Is, what a tease, man! That was I a can't, good tease. I can't, I can't, I can't share it yet. I can't, but uh, right, can't wait. Um, I'm gonna let the website do its job, so that'll be cool. And then uh, the <laughs> other thing we're doing is, um, is we are going to. Uh, well, we are working on something that actually customers rarely ask for explicitly. 
but I'm really excited because it's going to create a foundation that's going to let us deliver a lot of things that people ask for a lot of time. And as you know, I'm all about the, uh, the big swings, uh, in terms of the features. So this is where <laughs> we're creating model versioning is what you might call it. Um, and what model versioning lets us do is we're sort of stealing intentionally stealing a lot of the concepts from Git and, uh, with models being able to not just have a copy that you're working on, but being able to commit those, that copy and have a committed version that's, that's out there somewhere. Let's just say it that way in the, in the cloud, in the repo. Right. And so the idea that a user could be working on a model and say, Ooh, I really like this thing. I like where it's at commit these changes, commit this version, and then they can keep working. And if they want to, a whole bunch of things come back. So now they can roll back or revert to the committed version. They can eventually diff the working version with the last committed version. Other people can come in and see those changes, those differences without having to just look at the model and play some kind of like what's different game. So, um, and then the, the, actually the way we started is the use case we want to support ultimately is we want people to be able to publish uh, little APIs, little microservices into their models. <laughs> we had that goal and I shipped like the most alpha Matt Wensing version of an API into a model in like probably December, January. It worked technically, but we suddenly ran into this question of like, well, wait a minute. If I'm like charging you for... A- you know, API access to a model and you're integrating that into your SaaS app or your bubble app or wherever it is, you, you can't, like, I can't just go back and start fiddling with that, right? And and in fact, I don't want to even just, I don't want to, but I also don't want to just like make a copy and like never improve upon that because what if I need to make, what if I want to make improvements? So, so suddenly just realize like, wow, we, um, we actually need to create some kind of like deployed version of a model that gives you confidence that you can API into it or you can access it programmatically without it breaking suddenly. And then it gives the developer, the model developer confidence that they can continue to develop their model without breaking their contract with you, which is these fields exist, this model works like so, and here's the output. So basically in order to get to, you know, API-able <laughs> models. We defined a roadmap for the next, let's say two months that goes through model versioning. And it's really exciting because you can imagine like a history view of a model. And then you can imagine a connect your GitHub account button on that page. <laughs> and then suddenly your model is like living in some repo, right? So we can just we can just have a version for you that's sort of on our side only, or you can connect a GitHub account and have a model that's actually out there. And this takes us into the, this takes us all the way up to present day, which is the tweet I shared this morning, April Dunford's book, which obviously awesome. She had this really, I think, helpful point, which was the integrations that you have, they, um, let's put it this way. The positioning you have sets expectations as far as the integrations that you'll have. Mm. Also, conversely, the integrations you have triangulate your positioning for people, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Mm. And I think what I love about that is if people think about Summit V1, V2, the obvious thing is 
oh, you probably have like a bare metrics integration or a Stripe integration or a Plaid integration or a QuickBooks integration. Summit V3 and where we are now in the future is, no, we have a GitHub integration. <laughs> and it just like completely changes people's, like now now in your brain, you're going like, okay, what, wait, what what kind of tools have GitHub integrations? Like that doesn't, that only makes sense to me if Summit is a blank, right? Right. And I really like, that positioning for us because it is it's where you know that is the level that we're working at in terms of model developers right um so i i love that point and i also really excited about this this sort of two-month roadmap we're going to continue working on like bugs and little features um and charts are out there but this is a big push and it gets us to the place where we yeah can have an api you can actually not actually better said (laughs) It's not that Summit would have an API, although we will one day. You could look at it that way. But what's really exciting is you actually ship a model, you deploy it, and now you publish an API to that model mm-hmm. of yours that's out there. So we're just a platform for you as a developer to, we'll host your model and we will let you click a button and have instant, you know, an instant API into it with you having to be a, without you having to be a developer. But in that sense, it's not our API, so to speak. It's yours. And so what we're trying to do is help you have you know, good practices when it comes to having one. So stability, <laughs> versioning, the ability to roll back to a version that's working because, oh, crap, you know, this, it's broken. Like These things all matter, and it's going to allow people to develop on Summit and ship valuable things that are used by a lot of other people You know, the way that good code should be. So... You know, the the meta comment I wanted to make on this podcast was with my first startup, I had ideas like this and we had so many, I mean, this sounds weird to say it this way, but we had so much inertia, let's say. We had so many paying customers for the existing tool, for the existing product. And they had so many expectations and demands in terms of the features they wanted and like this should be 10% better that it was very hard for me. Like I never felt like I quite could point the boat (laughs) in the direction of like being a platform or being something bigger. It was always a fantastic product or an app, but it was so hard to work on platform features. And eventually we, we, we had a lot of people put their data into it. It was like a, but it was always, it wasn't networked, right? So it wasn't a platform in that sense. It wasn't a marketplace. I love that we're early enough and the vision is clear enough that it's like, hey guys, we're gonna point the boat in this direction for the next two months. <laughs> we're going to invest in developing this because even though the market would like us to work on, you know, Hey, make this thing over here 10% better. Or can you add this little feature? I wish I had a button that did X. It's like, we want to get to that, but like, I can't let that take us away from, you know, we got to get to the place where we're a platform. That's, that's the actual vision and we're doing it. So I'm just really excited that, you know, if you do it this, if I get to do it this way, and we, if for some reason it fails, we strike out, at least I can say like, yeah, but <laughs> it failed It failed because the market didn't end up responding to what I actually thought was right. Not like, oh, we just never got around to the huh. building the vision out the way that I hoped. Like that is, I don't want that to happen, right? So it's, um, but it's tough, man, because I think as the CEO, as the founder, you have the luxury of 
being a little less involved in the day-to-day, a little more distance from the current customer. But then with your team, you know, they want to work on the awesome stuff and actually gets them really excited. But you always have to like help them sort of see outside that current scope of work and go, oh, okay, yeah, that's an even more exciting direction. I see how they're connected. (laughs) But like we don't want to just go straight this way for the next six months you know we need to we're, we're actually going to do the thing that we want to do in the short term but we're doing it because we're trying to get over here you know or we're actually going to point the boat in this direction and whatever we can do for our current customers along the way let's do it but it might not be what they're asking for tomorrow like they're they're actually wishing we would work on x and we're going to work on we're going to ship we're going to give them y and they're gonna be like oh that's that's really cool I, i'm glad to have y i really like it but they're not necessarily going to know right away like why we chose to prioritize that. And it's because we're on our way to something that's, you know, it's not their job to imagine what Summit could be, right? So they're not going to just mm. ask us to, you know, do these things. Um, so there's my there's my excited uh, rave, not a rant, <laughs> uh, and where Summit is right now, which is, which is great. And we have, um, I should mention, Peter's working full-time on it. We have some, uh, we have some, Eh, part-time, full-time, borderline uh, full-time help um, from John uh, Suster, who's a Python developer, senior Python developer, which means that I'm not developing like a lot of the core Django and Python logic for this model versioning work, which is letting me spend more time in the marketing, which is really, mm. really exciting. So uh, that's temporary. So we're, we're raising burn temporarily to get through this kind of like repositioning and launch period. But... Um, but it's it's exciting, man. I, f- I feel like it's the right use of the resources that we have, which is that's the best I can do. It does sound exciting. I'm excited. <laughs> you didn't ask for this, but we're this is what we're going to give you uh, over the next couple months. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you'll like it. Yeah, I uh, I keep getting impressed with uh, your swings. You get bigger and bigger. Mm. Uh, yeah. I um, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our investors to do that, right? Because I think um, there are a lot of really cool small businesses along the way, right? Even for reform, it's like you could build a nice little business um, and sell it on microacquire, just selling you know paid for only forms <laughs> to to some you know group of customers that really needs forms, and like you could focus on that. But um, I think that's not what we that's not what we sign people up for. No, and sort of like slightly related to the thing we talked about, Nathan Barry's approach where he went super niche. I don't think you necessarily, well, I would actually love to ask Nathan what he thinks, but I don't think you need the product to be niche. Like I think it's more of a, you just pick someone in a, in a, in a small niche because mm-hmm. it creates the echo chamber for yeah. those people in that niche to feel like everyone is moving to reform. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so actually our marketing, um, uh, marketing, let's just call them team, uh, our marketing team that's working with us, they call these jams, which is short for juicy addressable market. And it's, you know, nice. kind of cute, tongue in cheek, but I, I've been using it a lot lately because I think that's, that's what that is to me. It's like, we're not changing the product and we're not basing it on these people, but we suddenly realize that, holy cat, like these people should be first in line or front of the line 
to adopt this because it's just such a great fit for them. So they've been encouraging us to think like, you know, create that constellation of jams, if you will. And then maybe you go after them with, you know, advertising campaigns or marketing or direct mail or phone calls or good old fashioned hustle, but whatever it is, but you're sort of like, they'd be that echo chamber. Like you said, they're, they're a little chamber of users that will talk to each other and help spread the message that, you know, reform is for them or summits for them. That's, um, that's been really helpful because I think niche to me has a lot of baggage around, well, you're, you're niching down, you know, the product is for these people kind of only or specifically, Whereas this sounds more like you're just island hopping. You're like, well, first, <laughs> first we're gonna go here, and then like dotted line over here, and then over here, and over here, um, which is much more exciting. Nice. Oh I'm, man, I'm getting bullish on on hiring people that are competent, <laughs> like like we say in our in, new intro. Um, I'm actually, maybe I should just put it on the universe here. Like I, th- I started to think that maybe we should try to find someone who's really good at SEO to do some work. Um, not mm-hmm. that I don't, I'm not necessarily looking for someone to execute very much, but um, if someone is w- interested in doing some contract work on SEO mm-hmm. and maybe also mm-hmm. just like marketing in general on the more like strategic level, I'm kind of looking for that a little bit. I think it might be a good a good place to invest a little bit of runway just to, yeah, I think it yeah. might make sense for us to do that. Uh, I think so. It's, it's so easy to look at your current marketing site. If you really take a step back, it's so, <laughs> it's so hard to go. It's, it's, it was really good like three months ago and it's okay now, Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it's not where we're going to be in three months, you know? So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, cool. I, I have a little uh, meta segment for the hardcore listeners. Um, that's just going to be a couple of minutes, but I just I just want to talk to you about a few things about the podcast that we might just do on air. Um, but before we we go to that, let's just uh, give let's give people an, an opportunity to sign off now. So I'll just give a shout out to our show note sponsor this week, which is Mailman. And Mailman is great. It allows you to control who can send you emails and when. It's a Gmail plugin, so it's super easy to set up. And it basically creates a, a buffer in front of your Gmail. And um, you should check out the link in our show notes to get a really good deal on Mailman. If you sign up for an annual plan, they'll give you 30% off. And uh, as I said, you'll find that in, in our show notes because they are a show notes sponsor. And if people are interested in sponsoring our show notes, they can click the Sponsor Us link on our website. So um, there's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, we got some feedback on the sponsor part <laughs> of the podcast mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. And I'm throwing the person on the bus here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I have talked to him. You, It, it, it came via you, but uh, I reached out to the person uh, directly. Mm-hmm. But I actually felt very similarly that it ended up being too long last time. And I think so... I think, I mean, this is just a new format for us. So we're just testing stuff and seeing what yeah. works and yep. and um, playing around with it. Um, but I had a few ideas. And the first one is what it, it will already be in this episode <laughs> if we do it. But it was to basically, we'll record something at a different time than just when we're in the normal recording flow about the 
the sponsor, and then we can chop that up and put that in the episodes. I think that's what people got this week <laughs> when I'm done with the editing. Um, but then the other nice idea work. I had, <laughs> the other idea I had was maybe we should bring the sponsor on and do like a little interview with them. And that could serve as like some extra bonus content besides our regular updates. But then we could also like chop a few minutes out, um, like good segments of that call and use that in the episodes as well. I think that might be better. I mean, I think a lot of ideas would be better than what we had last time. It it just became too long. I think the problem is if if the format is you and I just talk, <laughs> yeah. we'll probably talk for a long time. <laughs> yep, yep. That's we tend that's to do that. We do. We're not known for short, crisp episodes. This is not the arrows <laughs> of beta. <laughs> Definitely not. But that's too short. That's true too. <laughs> yeah, would cool. you be up for trying something like that? Absolutely. And if if people have opinions, my DMs are open. I know uh, <laughs> a lot of listeners uh, find their way, anyways, without a necessarily an invite. But there's always an open invite to my DMs with the feedback we want to yep, hear from people. Here. So yeah, same here. Cool. Cool. That's a that's a wrap then. All right. Good to see you. I'll chat to you next week. <laughs> All right. Take care, buddy. Bye. Bye. Bye.